0: Good evening and welcome. I oh, know it's the podcast, so I'm gonna start that again. Hello and welcome. Because they might listen to it in the evening. Might do, yeah, they might listen to yeah. it in the morning.
1: Well, you could listen to it anytime. Anytime, yeah. Any because it's
0: available on Spotify and Apple Music. Is it really? And, and Podbean. Uh, yeah, so okay. there you go. Um, and welcome to the weekly football review show this week. I am gonna say Christmas special, but there's nothing really festive about the show. Um, <laughs> with myself, Gav Mack, with a very, very sore voice. And with Alex Osborne, the birthday boy, as of midnight uh, tonight, which technically, if you're listening to it tomorrow, it will be this morning, uh, in association with the male coach, the best boozer in the whole of Northamptonshire, uh, Macau Sports Bar and Grill, the best best boozer in the whole of New York City, And, and Stalker Studio, the best studio in the whole of Northamptonshire and all the region, I would say. I'll go beyond that it's not just Northampton you can can come anywhere and you can come here to Stalker Studio and speak to Pablo there's a link in this live video and on the podcast I'll leave a link on that no Liverpool this week The world champions Liverpool (laughs) that we're speaking about Uh, they won (laughs) 1-0 against Flamengo on Saturday night in the World Club Championship final after extra time they could have had a penalty they thought they had a penalty it was taken away, but uh, Firmino did everything he could to make sure not to score. But he still found the back of the net in the end of it. And now they're going to be coming back um, against Leicester, and they will have a gold badge in the middle of their shirt saying that they yeah. are FIFA Club World Champions.
1: I've got to be. I've got to hold my hands up and sort of say uh, I was wrong. You know, admit I was wrong because. You know, I'm sure I said on the show a few weeks ago when we were talking about the uh, Liverpool coming into this uh, club competition that does anyone really care about it? And watch the interview with Alisson, the pre-match interview with mm. Alisson, and he was proper saying that it's been a dream of his to win. Now whether he was paying a bit of lip service, I don't know, but he seemed pretty genuine. Because he, he, he mentioned about, was it in 2006, his team that he supported as a kid? Yeah. Uh, I can't the remember it was. Corinthians maybe. Yeah. Um, won it. Yeah, those, those who, yeah that Barcelona. Though, right those now. who can check it, please do. But he said that it, it was when he watched that game. Is like it stirred up a bit of uh, dreaming him to uh, one day be able to win himself. So you know, that may, maybe be that funny, was. Like, you saw
0: the mind about it, but at the end of the day, it's the club world championship I from think, a club point of view. You can't get any higher.
1: No, you can't do. I mean, I think I think what people and they would have at a point about this saying that well the best form or the highest standard of football in in the world is in europe certainly mm-hmm. club wise and yeah, that's down to history tradition the amount of money that's in in club football in club football is always traditionally in european and all the best players want to come and play in european yeah, football, yeah, don't yeah. they? so you know when you have a club world championship it doesn't quite necessarily reflect that but fair fair play to liverpool it's a it's a realisation of a couple of years well I actually say it's more about three or four years hard work under clock mm. building for this moment for winning Champions Leagues and world competitions and then obviously to top it off they will win the uh, Premier League as well
0: but right? like the thing is Liverpool clearly went there with an agenda because they played their semi-final on December the 18th and that was against uh, Monterey uh, uh, and they were lucky in that it was a last minute, um, last minute situation there which made them win 2 one but the day before that the 17th of December Liverpool were playing in the Carabao, Carabao Cup. Cup quarterfinal mm. so they fielded another 23s team mm. you know the most senior player in that you would argue was uh, Chiavella who's the captain for the day he was 22 the oldest ma- oldest player there Harvey Elliott would probably feel a little bit aggrieved that he wasn't part of the team that went out to Doha. Other than that, everybody, Did, all the didn't he join up went, with them?
1: Didn't he join up with them um,
0: afterwards? Though? No, well, there was talk. There was a few players that was there was talk of that they were going to be leaving uh, Villa Park on the on the on the Tuesday night and then flying out to Doha. But from when the game finished, it was only twenty two hours before the next game they would be playing. You know, so. You know, they they went out there and they are truly deserving winners. So I must say, tip the hat, um, to Liverpool Football Club, they are now the best team in the world. Mm. Um, Two teams that are really trying to be part of that upper echelon is, um, is City and Leicester, and they played against each other on Saturday night. Now, for the people that don't know, The two up top guys, there's a a number of us that are involved either in front of the camera or behind the scenes. But we have a big WhatsApp group of everybody behind us. And there's a lot of chat in the group about what Leicester would turn up and what City would turn up. And the basic things what we were talking about is that we felt that Leicester sort of like rolled over a little bit. I
1: was so disappointed in Leicester's approach. They went in there and this, I don't know. This kind of follows on from when uh, Adam Harrell was saying last week about their fans being satisfied with a draw against whoever it was. Who was it they drew with last week? Was it Watford? They drew Watford? With Norwich. 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 They Norwich. drew with yeah. last week and saying, "Ah, oh, it's been a good run, and you know, and ah, oh, I'm glad we didn't lose." And that mentality carried over into this game, and Leicester were. So disappointing because they went there with such a small club, small club mentality.
0: And it's only the other and day when I was saying like, you know, Leicester have got the opportunity to be the next big club. Yeah. And now they're not, they're it's not, sort of like and this and this
1: is, and and and, I'm, and this is where when I said that Brendan when Brendan Rodgers was linked with the Arsenal job, saying that he would there would be a hundred percent that he would go for it if he was offered it because it's a step up. Even though Arsenal are not obviously in a good. Uh, good position at the moment Mm. we are so clearly a bigger club than Leicester that it would be a step up for him in his career so those people saying oh he he shouldn't go why would he go that's why because Arsenal don't behave or they certainly uh, shouldn't be behaving
0: as as a small club
1: but uh, managerial appointments aside who potentially try to drag us down that way uh, we won't go down there anymore. What's wrong, with, what's wrong with Bruce Freeman? I don't know about it. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is Leicester treated Man City with so much respect mm. that they stopped playing the game that had got them to the where Z- they were. where they
0: are. I agree. Now Leicester, they from the, from the off they were on the back foot. Yeah, but but I think what they were trying to do is play them on the break. Yeah. when they did do it. Uh, it Jay-
1: worked. Jamie Vardy, fuck. Oh, I almost swore then almost swore oh, but he oh, is Christmas he is the best player uh, the best striker in
0: the Premier League I've said this a
1: couple of times he is Chained one of on the mind. best
0: players I have ever seen in the flesh and people can bang on about oh yeah well you know well Messi's world class Ronaldo's world. hey look we all know that Messi and Ronaldo are streets above everybody else. But I'm going off my own personal views of what I've physically seen. I'm not talking about what I've seen on a video. I'm not seeing what I've seen on telly. I'm talking about what when I have been at the ground and I've physically watched a player. Or what I've seen Ronaldo a few times in the flesh. is amazing. But I genuinely, from what I've physically seen when I've been at the ground, Jamie Vardy, is the best player I have ever seen, and little things like what he did on Saturday back that. Oh,
1: um, yeah. I was just about to say this in with his goal. Okay, mm. so he's driven, he's thrown goal right, and he. I think the best touch out of his the three touches he did to get his goal. The pass in, by the way, by Harvey Barnes oh. outside of the foot. Oh, that, love Harvey that Barnes. Was lo- lovely, but his first touch to bring it out of his feet. It was his second touch. But if you notice, he, he kind of stabbed the ball a little bit, and it started to bobble. So that when he applied the finishing touch, it, did you see on this on the on the on the replay? It literally just come it just up, skipped up a little bit, skipped up it? a little bit, and he just gave them enough space to get underneath the ball over it's, the keeper.
0: And it's only and it if just, you understand the game. Yeah. where you'll appreciate how good yeah. that because touch Because is. If,
1: cause if, he, if he'd carried on with another touch that went along the floor, it then becomes a harder finish because Edison's probably smothering the ball. But with the way the ball just skipped up just a little bit for him to get underneath it to bring it over him was just...
0: It was hey, look, this is the thing. Like, I, was, I was talking about this. Uh, I've, I spoke about it on the show before and I spoke about it to, to many, many people. Like, my favourite assist of all time was Chelsea versus Barcelona with the Ramir, uh, with, with Ramirez um, lobbed the keeper, and it was the it was the flick on from Lampard from Lampard because it sort of skipped up a little bit, yeah. but he's put backspin on it somehow, and that backspin has just allowed the ball to slow up just into the path of Ramirez for him to for, for him to see the vision, see the keeper over it, uh, off his line, and uh, and chip it over him. If you don't understand football you'll be like, "Oh, it's just a pass." Yeah. But if you if if you get it and you know it and you you, live it, you breathe it, it, you see it and be like, "You appreciate wow, it." Wow, that it's, is. So yeah, exactly it was it. a
1: great it was a great goal from Leicester
0: and I thought,
1: "Yes, good. Here we go. First goal, right. Okay, they've been on the back foot a little bit, but that would should settle them down and they should grow into the game." But it didn't. It just spurred City on. So yeah. credit to City uh, Man City, I should say. Of course, yeah. So credit (laughs) to Man City. Commentators were getting screwed by that. (laughs) 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 So credit to Man City for actually reacting really well and positively. And um, De Bruyne, again, running a bit, running the
0: show a little bit. So good.
1: But Leicester just retreated and retreated and retreated. And just meekly gave up, almost. Now, the
0: equaliser, would say there's a little bit of unfortunateness in that. Because... Um, but if any depression. club,
1: if, if there's any club who would understand the threat that Mara's posed, surely it's his
0: former club. Leicester. Well, you would have thought so. What are they doing there? Uh, You would have thought so because that's where he made his name. So there's players that are still at Leicester which know the threat that he poses. I'm not necessarily saying um, that uh, that Rogers. Should know it, but you should be in a manager and your scouting team should be fully aware of what's happening. But the shot, it was deflected off Cyan Chu, who has been a boss this season, but it was unfortunate. You couldn't say they weren't coming. No. And then no, uh, no. the penalty, it was such a moment of naivety and it, from Ricardo, and who this, had been gassing up. All so I was, was
1: going to say, and here's me saying, I, I, had, I had a conversation with um martin my my housemate and another member of the two top family um about Ricardo, and I'm saying that you know he's probably one of the best right backs in the league, and he was saying no, he's not and not and I remember gass, gassing him up as we have done on this show, and he really quite lunged out it was such a it was it was really good play from sterling because he lured him yes, in yeah. and then he just nipped it past him and uh, obviously, one on the first replay, you're like, oh no, okay, that didn't that looked a bit of a dive. But then on the second replay, you could see Ricardo's foot just cannon straight. Into and the, it did, yeah, really uh, I mean, uh, uh, nice, exactly. And me. you had no no qualms, and uh, Gundam as far as I'm aware, gundam has got a good record from the
0: spot. Can we can, we can we just take a moment to appreciate how good that actual penalty was? Yeah. Because Ger- is it that German hard German efficiency? German, yeah, German efficiency, straight Vorsprung, dirt technique. Um, no. In the second half, there was a moment where Barnes could have scored. The cross mm. came in. If well, you, to... you
1: want you you wanted it the other way around because Vardy put the cross in yeah. and Barnes on the end of it. And it was, should have been the other way around, Barnes. It, it, and it looks like, as much as it, I lo- We love Harvey Barnes, yeah. but he seems to have a problem finishing. It's he, just not a strong point Do you not feel game. that
0: he was taken out by Ennis?
1: No, I, I, I don't think he was because, and uh, I think the commentators mentioned this, Edison, his momentum was tr- he was trying to save it. so he was going sideways because Harvey Barnes was coming onto it. He all his momentum was going to take him into um, into Edison. Yeah, so I don't I think that. I, I see that. I don't yeah, think at the same uh, time, Edison, there's a lot
0: of contact. There, there
1: is a lot. Of con- there, don't get me wrong. There is a lot of contact there, and it looks like he's been taken out. Especially when we talk about the Chelsea Spurs game a little bit later on. However, that is a different scenario yeah, uh, to yeah, this yeah. one. Um, and I remember you saying actually you had uh, you had some footage about something happened over in Germany that was Harold Schumacher's. Oh, no. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't think it was a penalty because it just Harvey Barnes's momentum just was he had nowhere else to go other than Edison's Yeah, I don't. I don't think that. Was no, a I get
0: penalty. that. I mean, I mean, I understand it from the point that um, whether Edison contacts him or not, Harvey Barnes, the ball's gone past Harvey Barnes already. Yeah. But then do you then argue that it's late? So, therefore, is is, it is, is, foul? Is, 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 is always one of
1: those, isn't yeah. it? When You know, when like a, a striker has a shot, the defender comes in to try and block it, misses the ball because the shot gets away, but then the defender cleans about out. Yeah. Hey, did you bring it back? Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, the rest of the pitch is it's a free, is kick. A free
0: so kick. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. I, I, can I can uh, understand from both points of view, but for yeah. me, I would have been harsh to it's, give a penalty. Uh, 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 for me, if a penalty was given, I'd be up. Fair enough, it's a penalty. I'm just... I don't know. I'm probably 60-40 on, on the process of it being a penalty. Um, but then, um, yeah, KDB, we ran the game, um, squared it, found Jesus. It was his first goal at home uh, in about like, I, 10 games or something like I that. I
1: saw that. on Twitter, someone described that assist as very Steven Gerrard-esque and it really was. Mm. It was a powerful run into the box and Soyuncu couldn't really bring him down because otherwise it would have been a penalty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the way he drilled that across sliding and being off balance. Yeah, it was very I can I can picture Steven Gerrard doing that over in my mind
0: over and over and over again. Mm. So yeah, it was very very Yeah. very very, very, very great. Nice, very nice. Um Sheffield United. Um now on the radio they were saying that Sheffield's league position is false. Now, they After 18 games, they're fifth in the table. They've got 28 points. They've only lost four games this season and they got one of the best defensive records, the third best defensive record at that in the Premier League. So for them to go to Brighton and win 1-0, if I'm honest, I feel that result actually uh, flattered Brighton Mm. because Sheffield United... We've been gassed about them all season, haven't we? We all know Chris Wilder. Mm. Chris Wilder, I think his name mentioned more than what our Everton in this in, 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 <laughs> yeah. in this in this whole show that we've been doing, particularly this year. Um, I, if I'm honest, I feel a like bit disappointed that they're not even higher. Well, is that is that weird? It's I mean. You know, there's a lot of games where they've, they've, they've drawn a lot of games
1: where they've... They've drawn really a lot of games earlier in the season, but I think maybe that's the players kind of feeling them way, feeling their way into the Premier League. They and should usually... They have got a
0: yeah, out of Liverpool, they, they, they got unlucky yeah. about that.
1: And usually it's around this sort of time where teams who have been promoted and they usually have that early season bump, don't they? That usually hmm. does happen quite often. It's around about this time where they seem to get found out and then they start to drop away. However... Looking here at the form table, uh, as as Gav's got up here on the lap laptop, since they loss lost to Newcastle, they've responded with three wins on the bounce. Yeah. So that says to me that they've got quality, actually quality, underrated quality yeah. in their in their squad, and clearly, uh, I I there think was, that he's the they've got a quality manager there as was, well.
0: There was also another quote um, that came out saying that they play. A really basic brand of football, and I have to so heartily disagree with that.
1: Because, Who's saying that?
0: Ah, uh, people on the radio. You know what do they know? They just yes. talk. Yeah, they just listen to uh to talk because we know what's going on. Uh, but like, they play a brand of football which no one else does, and I have a feeling that it's gonna. People are gonna try and take on board what they're doing. And if I'm honest, one. the bigger clubs with the better resources will be able to use the mould and the model from Sheffield United and do it better because they've got a better quality of player. Mm. Um, look what happened with Chelsea a couple of seasons ago when they were playing 4 2, 3 1, 4 4, 2, whatever. They got a tonkin by Arsenal, and midway through that game, they changed their formation. This is in the 16 17 season. Yeah. They yeah. Changed I, their I formation. know exactly which game yeah, you're talking the about. The 3 0 game. Yeah. Um, they, changed, they changed their formation on the hour mark and Arsenal couldn't break them down. And after that, Chelsea went on a mad tirade with the three at the back. And they won like 14
1: and 15 games in a row. Yeah, didn't they, they? they won the title that year. Yeah. You know, and that but, was with
0: David Luiz. So that, that, was, that. Uh, that was with David Luiz at the back. Um, yeah, so that's what they do. Now, John Egan thought he scored. Uh, from a corner VAR said no correctly um, then uh, Brighton uh, thought they scored Renewal Mopi um, but it was offside Montoya was already offside in that situation but the McBurney he did score and the finish was, was pretty impeccable
1: um, we've got some comments here uh, about um, some here we've got uh, John Bennett nice nice to uh, see you there John uh, JB uh, big trophy to South Americans this is referring to the Club World Cup oh, uh, okay. not Europeans um, maybe I, I can understand I mean Allison is a South American so I can understand I think I think maybe where it is big for them is because they want to get one over
0: on the Europeans well, they're probably, it, yeah, they're probably thinking, I was going to say going back of what you've said everyone aspires to play in Europe Europe yeah. is where the best leagues are in the world and I don't think many people could really argue with that mm. so if a team from outside Europe beats a European powerhouse and that power no matter how they won the Champions League that team would have won the Champions League in order to be playing in this competition mm. so if you've beaten the European champions yeah. you that, be, that, yeah. put, that puts you in with the big boys so that would have really hurt Flamengo but if Liverpool lost it, it would have hurt them, but they would have just got to uh, just dust themselves on. off. It's like, oh, I've got left back one. Back on, yeah. on box day. exactly. Back, back to business as usual, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. so 100%. Um, is Isaac, uh, is he E-Banks? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Easy. his goal is, was epic at that speed, Yep, I, I so assume you're talking about Jamie Vardy's goal, 100% mm-hmm. agree with that, yeah, it was skill of the highest order yeah, uh, all the way through. Uh, and then James, James Daly, nice to see you Daly in, in the comments. Hi oh, Daly. Um, I think Sheffield United make you look uh, basic because they're that good. Decept- deceptively basic, I'd say. And yeah, I, I again, that's a very valid point because what's, what's football at the end of the day? Score more goals than your opponents, you win the game. So if you concede less and score more, that's basic as, basic as it comes really. I think it? what it
0: is is that um, Chris Wilder has, has done it he, he did it at Oxford, he did it at Northampton Town, he okay. did it at Sheffield United to start off with when they were in League One and brought them up to the Premier League. He has installed a mentality that everyone buys into. Yeah. And if you've got players that are prepared to play for you in your way, then you're laughing. Exactly, Because There are no household names I was just about, I was just about to say, there's
1: sport. no flashy foreigners... Now, I mean, what's the Sheffield United song uh, they sing that uh, a lad that I play cricket with he talks about I asked him about this and it's like something about sausage and chips and pie and mash I mean <laughs> how, how much more English and up north can you get than that so <laughs> um, On the all those if, things exa- exactly wine, yeah. <laughs> so like um all of that together, along with Chrissy Wilder, is what he's a, he's a Yorkshireman. You can you can listen to him and, and he's a proper
0: local guy. He exactly. gets still. He, 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 he gets the bus to training. And you you, know, it, all of that
1: know. might lead to people le- labeling them as basic. But trust me, if they were really as basic as what they're probably trying to imply, well, Sheffield they're, United they're, they're wouldn't be fifth. Be, yeah. They wouldn't
0: be fifth in the Premier League. Yeah, year. they'd be more like fifteenth. Yeah. Um, where so, yeah. Everton are. So. Well, I,
1: think, I think it's I think it's high time that people should stop being snobby. Yeah, Does that makes
0: yeah, sense. No, no, I, yeah, and that's, that's the one. I think that I think
1: that goes to a lot of fans when they're linked with players, when they're linked with managers and they feel like they're beneath their beneath their level. Well, look at what they've achieved to um to warrant that link if that yeah. makes sense. So, if you've got a manager, an up and coming manager who's been doing wonders at lower leagues and bringing up uh, teams and they're linked with your club and you're say as you say your Arsenal, okay? And I was guilty of this with Brendan Rodgers, okay? When Brendan Rodgers was worsening before Emery got uh, appointed, I was like, nah, we don't want him. No way, nah, no nah, way. We're bigger but than that. Exactly, we're bigger than that. But we can't be like that. You've just got to take each person on their merits. And as I said, when you hire someone from a step below, okay, and, and they take the step up, then they're gonna want to be successful. They're gonna want to yeah, be at that exactly. club because they want to showcase their talents right. on a bigger stage. For
0: example, Mane.
1: Exactly, and this is where I worry a little bit for Everton because Everton are just going to be another club to Carlo Ancelotti. It's not going to matter as much to him. And there's been reports about uh, how he conducts training, and it's very relaxed. It's very laxadetical. It's very hands-off because he believes that the player should be a, a, a adult enough to be able to do it. And if you've got a team who needs a bit of guidance and leadership from their manager, that might not be the best pr- approach. Mm. And Which is why I was quite anxious that he was being linked with the Arsenal.
0: Right, it's quite funny because like, we're going to be going to our weekly section of Watteau nice uh, right now. Oh. And I think it's not just the first time in Premier League history. I think it might be the first time in football history, that two clubs are playing against each other, with their caretaker managers as their last game, yeah. with both of their managers in, the point in waiting in the stands. In yeah. the st- I don't think that's ever happened in football.
1: No, I, I I think it was the first. I think they mentioned it was the first time in Premier League history. But I think you might be right. Oh, do I, I don't know. If uh, I'm honest, I was filthy. So <laughs> uh, it was
0: my Christmas due the day before. Um, but um, yeah, it nil nil. It was, um, it was.
1: It was. It was hard work. It was. It was hard work. Hard I work mean. I mean, as a as a popular saying in our group goes, it was a dead game of football. Uh, so, I I believe that the lineup that Lundberg put out. Okay, there was a couple of injuries. Okay, because I know with the left back situation. Both, yeah. uh, I think. Left back done. However, Saka. It looks right, mate, we've, got, it? Got, we've got. we like got. we've got a little bit of a player on our hands there.
0: Um, the purpose of the podcast I am um, <laughs> a little finger uh, in the air whilst having a little slur of oh, the Reds frog. Um,
1: but I certainly, th- certainly feel that Lundberg has been trying to find an excuse to bring in more youth players like Emile Smith-Rowe like Reese Nelson that was, just, that was Emile like, Smith-Rowe's first uh, start in the yeah, exactly well. um, Martinelli as well um, yeah. and uh, Maitland-Niles again I think they're due to injuries but Maitland-Niles was in there as well I'm surprised actually he didn't go again, Doozy, um, instead of Xhaka. But you know, I, um, felt, I felt like Xhaka had a good game. Yeah, well Shaka certainly didn't do any major for me, uh Shaka good game is that he didn't drop a major clanger, so therefore he he what a class, can't, what he, can't, class. He, can't, he can't kind of uh, screw the game. But, but yeah, it was, it was it was um, it was it was clear from both teams that they realised, you know, this was our caretakers last game, so they didn't want to make a mistake for the new manager. Yeah, I don't I and think he, it just
0: yeah, I think it was both a weird, sides felt like that. Yeah, exactly. That's Which what is, I mean. Yeah, yeah. like Ever- Everton, it was Everton the way that we saw Everton against Chelsea, you know, they got in the Chelsea faces yeah. um, the way they were against Manchester United for a vast period of that game uh, for the vast majority of the game I should say excuse me they weren't scared no. by any shadow of a doubt but it's almost no. like it's weird that it sounds because Arsenal aren't very good at the moment um, Everton maybe thought oh well you know, we beat Chelsea, they're doing well at the moment. Man united they're on a bit of form at the moment. Um, yes, they lost yesterday and will be coming on to the Man United game shortly. But prior to yesterday, they had only lost one in their last 12 games. So for for Manchester United, um, for Everton to play against Manchester United at that sort of stage, they probably thought, "Oh, well, we've got nothing to lose, let's go out there. But Arsenal's form, no one wanted to be the first team to lose against Arsenal yeah. sort of thing oh, yeah. in, in my opinion yeah, well, yeah and it was
1: really strange yeah. I mean there, were, there was some encouraging signs though from Arsenal Their defend, we were defended a lot better we looked a lot tighter mm. I know Everton didn't really pose too well, much to of a change, challenge but, man, the match. Um, but we we didn't see the... You, you, and this is your major cry when we defend is getting goal side, but then not engaging. Yeah, and, yeah, sorry. yeah. Uh, and and <laughs> Every week, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> I, just so, I just get so into it. Do
0: you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to get you a little blip over here, a little
1: stall up. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna... for, for those again listening on the podcast, I've just smacked the table again as the weekly That's What Alex does. Uh, Bang every, that, if you like.
0: There you go. <laughs> um,
1: Perfect. Uh, uh, <laughs> but anyway, going back to it, the t- typical Arsenal <laughs> way was they run back get in shape get in position great but they wouldn't engage and they yeah, would they put no pressure on the ball way. but no. that was a little different on, on the weekend they actually did engage a little bit and they, they did put Everton under some pressure to some extent yeah, and yeah. having listened to some of the players that they talked about that said oh, has Mikel Arteta did, has, he, has he had any time to work with you guys and they were obviously saying no it's only been a day yeah. but he did get across that he wanted us just to be Braver and more play with more courage and uh, and uh, with a bit more. I'm going to say passion, passion merchant. But it was clear that's what uh, Arteta wants. He wants his team to be committed to the cause. And if they don't, if they're not going to be committed to the cause, then they're going to find themselves out of the club. And that is what exactly what Arsenal need. They need players who will want to be there playing for Arsenal. If
0: anybody wants to mess Arsenal. Yeah. I'm even prepared to take he's, the own out he, and, uh, and pay someone to he, take him off of our hands. He,
1: he is still Arsenal's biggest problem with his contract that they can't get rid of. Uh, oh, so long, but,
0: long and short, um in the Watar Everton this week is very difficult to just, say what Watar Everton. Yeah. Um will Ancelotti be a success there? Um it's gonna be a difficult
1: one. There's track record. He's got he's got an excellent track record and the caliber of trophies he's won the caliber of teams that he's managed. His league record outside of him winning the league, uh, I mean, he's been managing what twenty years now, and he's only won the league four times. And you look at the cl- kind of cl- clubs that he's managed, that's not a very good ratio. Uh, considering that he's managed Bayern Munich when Bayern Munich were the all-conquering Bayern Munich, mm-hmm. he's managed Real Madrid when he had that. Well, Real Madrid are always up there. Mm. He's managed AC Milan, and that AC Milan of the mid-noughties, right? Mm. They were, they were really good, mm. and they were always in the Champions League final or thereabouts. But they could never, he could never get it done in the league. And that Chelsea team, the, t- the team he won it with Chelsea, that Chelsea team was ridiculous. I mean, you had Drogba, Malouda, Lampard, Balek, mm. Terry, um, checking goal. Uh, you, you had such a good team there, and they only won the league by one point over Manchester United that mm. year. So, and they ne- he never, he didn't kick on. So, I, I still question whether he's really top class. But for Everton, it's a coup. It's a big name. Maybe it's going to attract better players in, which is yeah, potentially what true. Everton very are hoping true, no to. Um, so, I, it, it could go either way. Arsenal, on the other hand, those who, who, who regularly listen to the show will know that I've been championing Mikel Arteta to be our coach. Yeah. Because I, I, I just feel that he he understands Arsenal. It certainly means a lot to him. If you've seen any of the interviews he's been given, it certainly means a lot to him. I mean, he used a phrase and I, it, it won me over even more, where he was like, when Arsenal come and knock on your door, even in the situation I'm in, how can I say no? Because it's my home. And, and i was f- like, oh. <laughs> well, there, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's exactly what he needs along with the education that he's got over the last three and a half years working with Pep the endorsements he's I mean look, look listen to the endorsements he's got from the managers Arsene Wenger is clearly he clearly likes him Pep clearly like him Man City really didn't want to let him go no, I mean right. they kept they kept putting out these stories about how Arsenal hadn't engaged with them yet you listen to Pep in his, uh, uh, on his press conferences saying about you know Arteta was talking with Arsenal and they were fully aware of it so Man City didn't want to let him go and Pochettino has come out and said that he's going to be a fantastic head coach as well. Yeah, so we need to
0: talk about that. Exactly. So <laughs> what,
1: those three people alone should give you reason to believe that he will be a successful head coach. Yeah, well, proof, so,
0: proof is in the pudding. It, 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 um, don't where, get
1: me wrong. As we mentioned just before, and I appreciate it's obviously been taking long to talk about this, but for the first six weeks, two months, it could get rough. Yeah. I urge the Arsenal fans and the Arsenal board and everyone to be connected just to stay with the team and patience because it will just take some time for him mm. to bed his ideas and get his philosophies across. Hey look, I'm happy to and give a little
0: bit of time. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I don't want to be the first person to know <laughs> this, like, But, I, I I'm, happy, the, I'm happy to give him time.
1: But I think by the end of the season, we should be seeing some marketed improvements in the commitment, the playing style and the way that they play their football, it would be it should start to pass the eye test. Come the summer, get some more of his own players in, get some players out who are not committed, and next season we could be a lot higher up the table. Yeah.
0: Um, Bournemouth Burnley wasn't a great game, um, so I'll cover that very quickly. Bournemouth nil, Burnley one. Um, J Wadheader, header last minute. Norwich one, Wolves two. <laughs> <laughs> Norwich one, Wolves two. Now. Um, this game now Norwich they're down the bottom and they are struggling in terms of league position. Mm. But I feel for them because they're not playing bad football at all. No, right
1: they, don't, the no, they don't play bad football at all. And your boy Todd Cantwell still What Todd Cantwell? He's so good. He he's yeah he's not bad. He's quite young as well. Isn't yeah, he's <laughs> twenty twenty one. So yeah, he's he scored again, didn't he? Yeah, he um, scored again. Scored he scored against some big teams this year. He scored against yeah, Man City. It's scored it's against Arsenal, Arsenal. Yeah. Um, so. And wolves so are wolves wolves are, are, are lovely
0: they're they're in sixth place at the moment so, and, they're, and they're looking good you know yeah. their like, form over the last five games dipped a little bit two wins two draws and a defeat but end of the day without any disrespect it's wolves mm. you know so like the fact that they're up there at the moment they're above Man United they're above Tottenham they're above Arsenal you know they're points behind Chelsea, you know, what, six, five points behind Chelsea, you know, so they're not exactly in a bad position whatsoever. But, Norwich, despite them playing well, a little bit disappointed in them from the weekend, because, they, were clearly on top. And, they're going into the break at 1-0, that could have either been two or three, Wolves were nowhere near at the races on Saturday. And, for me, if I was a Norwich fan, I would look at this game in particular and say, at the of, the the season, page, one of those that this this is the moment where we went down." And as bad as it, as I said, as bad as it sounds, because Wolves are a good side, you've got to take the chances. They yeah. had multiple opportunities, um, and then they just didn't seem to defend after that. It's almost like in the second half, they, they sort of lost a little bit of their mentality. Um, Saiz, free header. You know, that's poor defending. Good header, yeah, fair enough. But there's no reason why you should leave a big centre half free at the far post. And that's what got the equaliser. And then Raul Jimenez, he just loves scoring, doesn't he? He, he loves scoring. He made it 2 1.
1: <clears throat> Um, He's made it his own personal crusade against you and uh, and Cotton to uh, prove you guys. Oh,
0: massively. Me and Cotton couldn't wait to slate him last season Stick the boot in, yeah. And there he is, bagging pretty much every other week at at worst. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. every other week at worst. But to be fair, when it was 2 1. Norwich are still pushing on, and making chances. Well, but they shouldn't just put their uh, put their. I think their, their
1: I think one. the way Norwich are going to play, they're always going to be in a game where they're going to create chances against whoever they're playing. They're going to be. They did it against Liverpool in the opening day of the season. Yes, they did. They did it against Man City. Very they did flattering against,
0: result to Liverpool <clears throat> that was that day.
1: And they did it against yeah. Arsenal um the problem is with norwich is that they just concede far too many goals because that they leave goals. themselves way too open and you yes, know fair, cre- fair credit to them they're going to they're going to go down swinging they're going to go down um playing that way
0: but yeah they conceded the joint highest goals in the premier league this season with southampton on 37 goals mm. you know um the difference is southampton have scored 21 uh, norwich have scored 19 Mm. you know and it's not great either it's, way it's not, it. it's not great either way but there's still more goals and they've got some guaranteed scoring for them in Southampton we're going to go on to that Southampton game after this one um, because there's a big big six pointer at the bottom of the league at the weekend but with Norwich you know they've drawn two and lost three in their last five games they've only won three games this season they've only drawn three games as well so if you're not winning the games often enough you still want to get at least a point you want to nick a point because that will help you on your way and they are not able to do that whatsoever so um, yeah Norwich as far as I'm concerned yes they're only six points adrift at the moment but as far as I'm concerned they're doomed that is
1: yeah I think them and Watford and then it's going to be one from Villa, Southampton, West Ham have been, have West, been dragged West Ham are down. in the mix, but I think
0: they'll be all right. Yeah, I think I'm, they'll be I'm fine. I'm worried I, think, about I, think,
1: I, think Everton, I was going to say, I think, because West Ham and Everton, and then it's Bournemouth, but I think Everton and West Ham will have enough about them to get out of it.
0: But yeah, you're right. Bournemouth. Uh... Bournemouth, yeah. Bournemouth, they lost 1-0 to Burnley at the weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, um, tar- um, yeah, um as I said, like uh, in the game, nothing really going on. Um, but Bournemouth, you know, I know Burnley having a really good season but this is a year where I feel that you know Bournemouth should be attempting to kick on and it's where I worry about Eddie Howe being are you all that have you reached your level or are you at your level well we,
1: we, Alan Kirbish. he's a modern day Alan Kerbish yeah. isn't it? he he's kept Bournemouth in the Premier League like Kirbish he did with Charlton for what Four or five years, yeah. and going then, the but they years. didn't. They never kicked on in any of those years. They kept finishing in the similar sort of position. And when you don't kick on, you're gonna fall behind. You're gonna stagnate, because, and that's what he's doing. He's
0: stagnating as a manager. But yeah. are you stagnating because you are this? Like you, this is Eddie Howe. He's up here. is a big level manager or has the potential to be a big level manager. But the team that he's got just aren't good enough. So, like. Does he then need to move on to better himself? Or, that's what I mean, is he at his level? When when he's looking at his next move, you know, should he be looking at a Paris? Because you can't go any further. Or should he go back downstairs to the Championship and try and do something there? It was interesting with the Everton. He was never really linked with the Everton job, was he? No, but then when he was uh, spoken to about it, he said, that would be embarrassing. That's an embarrassment. And I was like, oh, you...
1: well, that, that says a lot about his mentality
0: then for me. But then like, is he saying, I mean, you know, is- at that point, should I be looking at a bigger club than Everton? But he, or-
1: he can't... He, 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 if Eddie Howe thinks that Everton are below beneath him to, to move from Bournemouth, then he needs a reality check. Yeah. Because Everton should be... Everton, OK, they're not doing so well this season, but they are in that next group of clubs down from the top six. And they, they, Everton are traditionally one of England's more successful... And so well-supported clubs, yeah. they they have got a record of winning trophies, winning the league yeah. in this country. You think about it. Like so Everton,
0: right? We're halfway through the season. What well, a game off being halfway through the season. They're in fifteenth place. You look at the league, go, oh my god, they're in fifteenth place. But they're only eight points off top six. And yeah, and so it's it's, you know, it's the same. It's Very deceptive.
1: Exactly, it's very deceptive, and it's the same view about. Brendan Rodgers from Leicester to Arsenal or Brendan Rodgers from Leicester to any club in the top six um, because you can't... That's very looking at it a very short-term view. Mm. Yes, they may be higher in the table, but long-term, the resources the uh, you'll have at your disposal will man- managing that type of club will... Be far outweigh the resources that you have at your current club, and that's what Eddie Howe should be thinking when he goes from Bournemouth to Everton. The resources he'll have at Everton would be far outweigh Strong, far
0: strong money. New stadium coming, better calibre of players, and
1: bigger stadium that they're and in at the moment yeah, exactly. as well. Like so, so and they like not only that, they're high, they have a higher reputation, so they'll be able to attract the kind of players that maybe will be able if, if you're, you're talking, get, if you're talking yeah, about if you're a his managerial from,
0: a from abroad yeah. and that, you've got two clubs on the table you've got Bournemouth you've got Everton so no well, brain exactly
1: really. yeah and you're talking about his managerial level skill potentially being here and the level of his team being there goes to Everton and that suddenly closes for you so he's when he said it was embarrassing about being linked with that job then really that's a little should, bit of it's, disrespect, it's, to it's, it's disrespect to Everton but also and I, he might have been saying that because he didn't wanna uh he didn't wanna get on the bad books with his current club and employers and mm. the fans. Fair enough. But it's a red flag for me. It is. I, I can't imagine, even though Chrissy Wilder is um very loyal and he's managing his local club, I can't imagine him ever saying something like that.
0: Yeah. So, that, um man.
1: yeah. Um, um, it, 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 watch this space with Bournemouth. I think they could be in trouble. they they, they certainly are not out of the
0: they not in no the relegation mix no. at all. Um, another torrid game of the weekend was not... Uh, Newcastle one Palace-Nil, but a monumental day for Miguel Amaral. His first goal <laughs> for the club. And he deserved... What, uh, I'll tell you what, right? I bet he will never feel more happy about paying a fine for a yellow card <laughs> by bagging and ripping his shirt off. Poor, poor soul. Almost had a swear there. Um, <laughs> now, um, Guaita. He has kept, uh, there's only one goalkeeper that has kept more clean sheets than him all season and that's Casper Schmeichel. So that, that result there, like Palace, we bag on Palace, everyone bags on Palace. Second highest clean sheets in the Premier League. So yeah, that was that. Um, No one else cares. Um, Newcastle though, you know, they're in ninth place. They're meant to be having a torrid season this year. Um, as Adam mentioned it last week and the week before, should we give uh, Steve Bruce a little bit of it and put some no, respect on his name? He
1: should, <laughs> he's, he's carried off where Benitez left off and everyone claiming Benitez being this managerial wizard.
0: I, I'm doing better. I, I, I would
1: just point out, look at where Newcastle are doing right now and... Tell me if they would be better off with Rafa Benitez. I don't think they would be. They would probably mm. be in a similar position or potentially worse. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, know, I, so. I certainly uh, think Rafa Benitez is one of those who could be classed as the overrated. Um, yeah, i I got, I've got it, panicking they, 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 the they, um. Don't get me wrong, there was that inglorious night in Istanbul, but that was a once-in-a-lifetime, never-to-happen-again occurrence. And... I think that was they were inspired by, you look at some of the players that Liverpool had their disposal, Jaffa Alonso and Gerrard, yeah. for starters.
0: Vlamish meets uh,
1: <laughs> Milan Barrios. Well, and, and Jamie Carragher, though. Jamie Steve
0: Finnan. Ja- Jamie know, Carragher was a, a top world-class class. world-class
1: names in there. They was, But they were carried by their three... <laughs> yeah, like, talisman. Yeah. Right, right. Um, <laughs> um, um, <laughs> funny enough, who was the manager of the other team? Cut, one, one cut, cut, actually. Yeah, but he
0: he got his he got his um he got his own back two years later. Yeah, late. he did. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, right. So the, the six pointer at the weekend uh, was Aston Villa one, uh, Southampton three. Now, I did not predict that. No, uh, that
1: is a bit of a shock. Greenish though, what a goal! What a strike! <sighs> Beg arse I'm sorry I'm in this in the January transfer. Oh, I'll tell go- you
0: what. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> oh come on. Come on! Um, yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna leave the show there uh, <laughs> and just just go just go talk amongst ourselves about the potential of signing Jack Grealish. Okay. Um, no, um, look, Villa are now in a bad position.
1: They, they they they've had a poor run of form. That's four losses they've lost now in a row. Haven't won a game for at least five games here, so they are struggling. Uh, I think it's they're start, teams are starting to find out that uh, outside of Grealish and McGinn um they haven't got a lot else
0: really to well, them. their backbone, you know, it was it was heatin'. um Mings greenish. Well Mings has been injured, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, McGinn greenish sort of thing. That's their backbone because striker wise you know, Wesley, you're not big, Wesley, you're not a big fan of Wesley Adey. dead striker <laughs> man, honestly. So um and well, yeah, um they lost Tomo Mings against Leicester a couple of weeks back. Mhm. You know, Engels. You know, yeah. you would know, rather have Mings there. Mings now yeah. makes mistakes, but he rectifies them. Yeah. You know, so he's he's a, he's a good defender, man. I I, I really like Tyro Mings. Yeah, I think but so. But yeah. beyond him, they are struggling. struggling. They haven't got enough in the middle of the park. They haven't got yeah. anyone finishing dinner. Yeah. And if you haven't got anyone scoring goals for you, uh, and you're relying on on McGinn and Greenish to score goals for you, you know that you're, you you're, you're in trouble because you need a strike. You want you want Greenish and McGinn to chip in with ten to fifteen goals a season between them to assist your front line. Who's and getting twenty 25 then, twenty five? Yeah, exactly. 100%. Now if you can't, you can't do, you gotta do it. Now I do feel that uh, they are unlucky in respect of if Chelsea didn't have their transfer ban, Tammy Abraham would have stayed. I honestly believe that because he could have chosen. Last season to go to Wolves that are in the Premier League and doing well last year, but he chose to stay at Villa. Now, I think that speaks volumes, mm-hmm. and he would have made that move to Villa if Chelsea had like didn't have their um didn't have their their their, their ban that transfer their transfer ban. Yeah. So going forwards, Villa. They create a lot of chances, but they haven't got anyone to finish them off. No, they need to go out there in the in the January window because they are now they are now three points behind and technically four points if you think about it. Because one, their goal difference is uh, their goal difference. Yeah, it's not too different to to Southampton's, but if they need to get above Southampton, Southampton can win games over yeah. the next couple. Um, of and, weeks. I'm I'm, and I'm glad. And they've got West Ham, they've got Villa. Uh, so I've got West Ham on nineteen, there's Everton on nineteen, Bournemouth. Bournemouth on nineteen, Brighton on twenty. They need to get out of that situation.
1: Yeah. I'm 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 happy for Hassan Hoodle as well because I think he's a good manager and. I, I think th- definitely when you talk about Eddie Howe being here and the
0: team being there
1: that definitely applies to Hassan Houtel Hassan
0: a way better manager yeah. than Southampton. Yeah, I think He's so. way better and sometimes when you're a strong manager it's why everyone takes the mickey out of like um, out of Guardiola out of Mourinho out of and um, slightly like to an argument um, out of um, Allegri Simeone all these big name Crop, all these big name managers they're like oh yeah you see so he's going to a big club and doing anything but what would you do if you were at Wigan or something like that mm. hey look these are big name managers they don't need to they well, don't need big, to they don't need to, to yeah, they don't need to go to Gillingham and yeah. try and make a name out of themselves they that's those nah, yeah, nah I was going to say that's not a well right it's right. This, it, it should be the same, same the logic applies
1: about if you want to be the best player in the world go and join Wigan
0: Yeah, go and join someone you're not going to get like Eden Hazard when he leaves Real Madrid he's going to be like oh well you know I'm a big player. I'm going to go sign for I don't know Darlington. No, you're going to go find another big club because you're a big player. That's the end of, and that's the end. Of, so like for Arsenal to come technically down from Leipzig and go into Southampton, he does get them playing nice football. The clientele ain't good enough. Right. It's as simple as that. Yeah. But he's got Danny Ings bagging yeah. at the moment, and that's that's that's, that's two in three. Yeah, well, sorry, sorry, two out of the three goals that were scored that day. He scored 11 goals, I think, in the league Similar this year. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. So he's doing the right he to
1: show. He's starting to show a bit of the form that uh, made Liverpool spend that money on him.
0: Well, he was, was showing form, yeah, exactly, because he was bossing it at, at Burnley. Mm-hmm. You know, he, so he was, him and Jamie. weren't And, and as, as we top. know, Burnley is not the easiest place for a striker to go and play their
1: football. No, because the way they play a very, up.
0: very set way of, yeah. of football. Uh, but yeah, Southampton. Uh, and the other goal scorer was Jack Stevens from a header, um, you know, it it, it was nice. Um, yeah, so two big games and two main, and three major talking points. The main talking points of the show this week. Um, first of all, Watford two Manchester United nil. Um, I were Watford brilliant or were Manchester United not at the races?
1: I think it was a mixture of both. I think Watford played to their capacity, mm. and Man United were, and we've seen this from Man United this season, they struggle against teams who don't come out out to them, to engage them, because mm. um, rec- I think they're unbeaten against the other top six sides, aren't they? So they've beaten, they've beaten Man City, they've beaten Spurs... They've beaten Chelsea. They drew, they with, drew with, Arsenal, with Arsenal, and they—they're the oh, currently the only team still to take points off Liverpool. Um, so, yeah. and the, what's the regular? What's the theme amongst all of them? They're all teams who are on equal footing or better than Man United, who want to come and attack Manchester United, and Man United are more comfortable with that. Whereas when it comes to the. Uh, lower half of the table. Let's go through it. They didn't beat Norwich. They didn't beat Watford. Who? Uh, Man United. No, no, they beat Norwich. Did they beat Norwich? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah so, they beat Norwich. So, yeah, so they've lost Watford, to Watford.
0: Drew with Villa. Southampton. Drew to Villa. They um, lost to Newcastle. Yeah, Drew with Everton. Yeah. Lost to Bournemouth.
1: Yeah. So. um it's not great, is it? So, exactly. It's not a good so to, but they're, they're all teams who were doing to Man United what Man United do to bigger sides. So yeah. Uh, Man United need to find a creative
0: player. Well, Pogba's back
1: as the first game Pogba, 89 down. I, 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 I don't know if Pogba is that player, but he, he could certainly, he certainly can unlock a defence or two um, from, say, uh, a long range strike or a long raking pass. But in terms of that creative player, you'd be looking at Matter, but I think Matter's over the hill now. Yeah, of um, course, yeah. Like... So they, they should be looking at players like Madison mm.
0: um, from Leicester. Can, well.
1: Well, Palms, yes, yeah. you know, um, the, they should be, farm, be looking yeah. at the best, best creative players from t- again from teams below what Liverpool them. have done exactly? So then <laughs> they want to come. <laughs> Use the Liverpool mould. So
0: exactly. <laughs> it it's, it's a successful, So
1: they certainly, they certainly need to get that kind of player in. Um, yeah. But they had didn't have any shots on target in the right. first half they didn't have any issue. Watford defended well and we were talking about this prior to the stand today that Nigel Pearson certainly knows how to set a team up having gone through this uh, process with Leicester when Leicester first came back into exactly. the Premier League Leicester were bottom of the league they, at uh, Christmas. in the season
0: 14-15 season yeah. they finished the season 14th yeah, they, yeah them, they, they they went on and won the exactly. league
1: exactly he put the blueprint in place for them to kick on and I think in so that what season are odds, what are the odds on Watford <laughs> winning the Premier League next year well if they're in the Premier League should we ask Danny Iron
0: uh, Danny our, um, our, um, are are Watford going to win the Premier League no, no. and you never know they might get Ranieri in you know they <laughs> just, 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 just to repeat history I was just but, uh, happened in football history oh, I don't know oh, oh, I might oh. uh, uh, well, do a bit of research on that one statistic there's
1: one thing of statisticians out uh, there exactly. um, but Watford they played really well I mean they were also given a a huge helping hand from Man United. Helping hand is the...
0: Uh, yeah, well, it's all a helping hand. It's just Asar, who I love, you know I love him yeah. um, from what he did with with last Asar, year. I'm sorry. Ishmael Asar. Um, Sorry. Um, so that was 1-0. Um, and then Wan-Bissaka, who arguably is one of the best defensive players in the Premier League. I was shocked. He, he just had a moment sh- of yeah. madness. Yeah, um, just completely and, utterly, and I'm sure Man United fans were like, what? Wow, uh, what just happened? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Even Palace fans were like, you yeah. well, have to know us. Yeah. You know, and it was silly Foul um, on Star. 100 oh, percent penalty, yeah. And Troy Deeney, does he rarely misses pens. I think no. he's only missed one penalty for, for yeah, Watford. And fair, Watford for... fans can can enlighten me on that, but I believe he's only missed one penalty. Um and he literally just put his put his laser for it straight in the back of the net 2-0. But Manchester United, for what everyone says about David De Gea, I don't think. He is all that. Well, we've said
1: this before, haven't we?
0: Mm.
1: Quite a few times that. i upset a we, lot of Man United fans d- when I say this. But, uh, uh, but if I'm uh, honest, I don't care. I I don't get, it's weird fascination fans have about their own players. You know, I I appreciate you want no, to support. I
0: don't I don't think, think it's no, a, a, a a fan. Yeah, thing no, in this is
1: what I mean. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm not saying this is not. This is not aimed at Man United fans. This is aimed at fans of clubs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we all have blinkers and we all get biased about players in our clubs thinking they're the best and they're sliced bread and if or, anyone or if wants to... Way, yeah, way, yeah. we go There's no middle ground. You can't be, you can't be, oh yeah, he has some good days or has some bad days. But what I'm trying to say is when somebody from an outside source who supports a different club points out that maybe some one of your players who... You think is amazing isn't as good as what you think they they think he is then they take it as a personal attack yeah yeah it's a personal attack so <laughs> we say this in all res- we say this in our own humble opinion we certainly don't see David de Gea as the world class goalkeeper even an elite goalkeeper you want to call him that that he's meant to be he makes these incredible saves don't get me wrong some saves that he's pulled off in his in his career have been. Stupid. They've been yeah. absolutely stupid. But every one of those, he will make a mistake like he did at the weekend. He will make a mistake like he did for Spain against Portugal in the World Cup. Hey. He, he he has a... If you're inconsistent like that, then you can't be considered world-class. Hey, look, as
0: far as I'm concerned, if you are a goalkeeper that cannot control your box, you are not a top goalkeeper, and that is end of story. Now, Manchester United pl- um, fans all know that David De Gea has been one of their better players of the last five, six years. Since they last won the title, he has been one of the best players at Manchester United. But that doesn't say that. Ideal, that maybe. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's almost a bit embarrassing well, from a United point of view
1: was it now, Roy Keane he, who said when a club votes its goalkeeper as your player of the season
0: then that's an embarrassment on the club yeah there you go and that's Roy from Roy Keane yeah a legend yeah not just a Manchester United legend football a legend. Premier League legend yeah. and a football legend mm-hmm. and he's coming out with lyrics like that so like end of the day right if you're a goalkeeper and you're constantly getting peppered and you're making saves you're going to look good mm. Al Habsi, <laughs> Pickford Mignolet. Rob Green. Rob Green. David James. You know, they; these are just, a, like, I'm not trying to say that David De Gea is in that group of goalkeepers, but he ain't that far off it. And if someone wants to tell me something different, then they can. And this is what this platform's about end of the day, because this platform is a group of lads who know their football, like to talk about it, and you're allowed to throw your two quids worth in. And My two quids worth is that I don't believe David De Gea is all that. Like, what they've done in the pre-season, they went out and they got um, a Maguire. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. That was part of the move, what you what needed to do. They also went out and got Wan-Bissaka. Yep. Perfect. They still need another centre-half. Mm-hmm. And they need... Luke Shaw ain't going to do it. No. He is not, he's not saying he's past it, but he's too injury-prone. Because as far as I'm concerned, Luke Shaw is an absolutely fantastic left-back. He's got everything going for him. He's got absolutely everything going for him. He's got left foot, right foot, you know, he could defend, you know, he could defend. It's, you know, he's got everything that he needs. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, he really needs to focus on his fitness. Yeah. And once he's able to focus on his fitness, he can then be like, right, I'm gonna make a mistake Because Ben was the best left-back England have got right now. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that Aaron Cresswell is up there in terms of left-back for England. Well, you've got Danny so, Rose as well. No, but he's can't not playing forget. games. He's not playing games. He's fully fit. He's fully fit. And he's choosing to play a centre-half who can play left-back. At left-back, Mourinho is. So that tells me that Danny Rose isn't doing much. So therefore, Manchester United, they really need to focus on sorting out their defence. When they were when they were good, you know. Like I'm not trying to say you could go out and get a village and a them nowadays because they're few and far between. But if you haven't got a decent defence, your goalkeeper's going to get exposed. And there's only so many times you can stop the ball from going to the back of the net. Now I'm not saying that what he's doing is bad, but he is just not as good as everyone's making out because he's making saves he doesn't make you a great goalkeeper. You know, Gaeta. I've already said in the show tonight. Graeta, for Paris has got the second highest clean sheets in the Premier League this year. Would you put me in your top 5 goalkeepers in the Premier League? Well no. Would you put me in your top 10 goalkeepers? No. no. Would you put me in top 15? No you wouldn't. You wouldn't do it, would you? So it doesn't because he's because he kept these clean sheets don't mean that is good. Well
1: stats stats don't make, stats don't story. make the Stats don't
0: make exactly that exactly that answer. You've got to be
1: able to look at it in context and exactly. that's all about uh, when, Bert, when you're talking about Nick Pope being amazing, I feel like he's very much a circumstance of the context of Burnley as a whole.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying he's amazing, but I think he's a very good goalkeeper and I think he should make a move to a higher curve. But Man United, <laughs> what they have got in their locker is Dean Henderson. And Dean Henderson is only on loan at Sheffield United and it's only a matter of time before he goes back there and he can make that number one shirt of his own.
1: But um, going back to the game, Watford fully deserved the win. Uh, they were the better team on the day, mm. but I still <laughs> we're going on about how Watford winning the Premier League next year. <laughs> uh, they might win a championship, but it will be the championship. Oh, they're going 100%. down!
0: Oh, one hundred percent, they're going down. I think. I um, think it's
1: just too late for them. And I know P- Pearson performed kind of a miracle before with Leicester, but he'd been at the club for a while before, obviously that yeah, he was yeah. able to drag him out when him only just
0: coming in. It's gonna yeah, have he's to also take. Also got he's been sp- with him. What? He's got Shakespeare with him as well, oh, oh. so you never know. Um, words, words, we'll see. Um, so the final game, and there are big talking points in this game. Um, Tottenham nil, Chelsea two. Um, we will round the football bit up of this very, very quickly. Um, and then talk about the bigger picture, which has brought a lot of attention to this game. Um, William, boss. Yep. William loved scoring against his. Former? Club? <laughs> can you call it that? Yeah. Uh yeah, a medical there. Um so yeah, um Aurier got a lot of jip about that goal. I think any right back gets turned inside out for yeah. that. yeah. Uh, that's what Great be, finish. Great great, great finish. About. Excellent finish. Um then Gazaniga. Oh. Gasolin' them up all season, haven't I? <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> he's, he's, he's got, <laughs> a, he's, got, he's, on got YouTube. he's
1: got on YouTube and seen goalkeepers' yeah. greatest hits, it, it. but it was not, not the greatest hits that he was Ga- thinking of. Gasolino, <laughs> jeez, mate. <laughs> He almost, <laughs> took, he almost took... Um, who's, who's, who was going in for the ball? Was it Alonso? Alonso, it, yeah. Alonso's sitting his foot cover and He's like, no, I'm not having any
0: of that. He's, he's like, I'm he's still coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, honestly, Gazaniga was listening to this. What I want time. to know is, what referee, what is referee sitting there? Because initially he's, no, given a,
1: he's, he's given a free kick four
0: yeah, Spurs. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you he what,
1: what. He looks shocked. They said in the commentary, he looked so shocked when they said, penalty, yellow cards to the keeper. Yeah, he was like,
0: really? Because... because. Like in that situation, the ball's just going back to the goalkeeper as far well, as we are concerned. As a referee, you're then now looking at your next phase of play. You look at your next phase of play, it's like, well, oh, the ball's going back there, so then I'm gonna I'm gonna turn around and get on with it. But like you know, none of you playing fullback, you just play right back, don't you? Yeah. So like you're playing right back, you are um just clearing the ball on from a right back position and the attacker clatters into you, yeah? you know. Sometimes they don't, and but you, you not you faint it, but you say something. Your like, referee's not looking at you anymore, because as far as they're concerned, they've never seen the ball get cleared or whatever. So, what the referee's thinking is, like, oh boy, well, must have hit him then. You know, so that's in that situation there. I'm not blaming Anthony Taylor there at all. It like was the, just, it
1: was just a bit shocking. It was cause bizarre because it, because he, 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 as I say, he looked properly bemused and shocked that the VAR uh, told him to overturn his decision, give a penalty and then give a yellow yeah, card. He was against, like, yeah. okay. <laughs> but this, this is where helping them see, go to the side like they do in the other leagues, being able to see that because then he'll be it able to see. It happened the World cup, it, cup and it was such
0: a joy. Yeah. yeah, but was a yeah. Bel- there was a penalty bel- yeah. bel- given on Rafinha. Not like Rafinha on, um, on Marnie, And then it was like, oh, well, let's go to the screen with that. And we went to look at the screen and there was nothing wrong with it. But, but whether there was something wrong yeah. with it or not, but the referee was still able to take
1: control of the screen. Exactly. It's, it's, and this way, they have an element of control. Now, VAR, there was no... It, for the first weekend, I can't really recall too many... We are very quiet on our talvar. Because they got both decisions in the uh, Spurs game right. Son, definitely a red card. Mm. He... he with, again, looking aghast, like, what, what have I done? You know full well what I Sammy
0: Is Sammy harsh, but it's the right decision. Yeah. yeah um, it
1: so, and it was a penalty. So there can be no complaints from Spurs. And now we can go on to what I believe you
0: want to uh, touch on briefly. Um, yeah, uh, Williams' penalty was lovely, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, to make it 2 0. Um, so, yeah, the game was stopped very briefly because there was some racial abuse that was shouted from a section of the fans deemed to be Tottenham fans at uh, at Rüdiger racism has no place not just in sport but in society as long as I'm concerned Um, (sighs) what can be done genuinely Uh, genuinely in sport I don't I I, to, to eradicate it this
1: is such a sensitive issue and I think it's nothing to do with sport per se it's a life thing isn't it it's not and unfortunately it's a society isn't it it, it, and I have my own opinions and views on the world as do you Gav as does everybody else and for unfortunately in my eyes how I view things of a wider society what's recently happened in the last week or so Mm. has proved to me that unfortunately when it and this 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 ties in with what happened when England went over as a football team to Bulgaria mm. to who was the other team that they went over to? But it was mainly the
0: issues of going over to Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't be. Well, it was, it was Kosovo, wasn't it? And Kosovo, Kosovo were like yeah. open arms. Yeah, exactly. You know, Thank you for everything you've done for us. <laughs> yeah. We love you so much. Can we? Can can we? Can we have kids? <laughs> uh, and then Bulgaria were like.
1: Nah, you're right. Yeah. So we can't be throwing stones and pointing the fingers at other people when we as a country, we are just as bad and that results has that has been belt borne out by these latest incidences. And something else which fairly fairly major happened. So very topical. It's something very topical <laughs> in the uh, British world hemisphere, whatever you want to call it, from my point of view, mm-hmm. happened very recently. So it's it's it's
0: a generational thing. It just and uh, it I, don't, is. I can't, it I can't is. even imagine what it's like in walking in your shoes. But, uh, 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 this, is a... the thing. Like I, I, I say this right. Um, if 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 these, uh, if this is someone listening to the podcast and has never watched the show. Just to make sure that everyone is aware, I am a black British guy. Um, I was born and raised in this country. So are my parents and my grandparents are from Jamaica, which is a British colony. Uh, con- Co- yeah, Colony. Yeah, um, I was going to say Colony, but that's um, my mate that, Dowell's last name. Um, so, um, as far as I'm concerned, I'm British, and I'm more British than the guy that I'm doing a show with tonight. You know, like you're. That's true. Yeah, yeah exactly. True. You know, I'm born and raised here. Some of my parents, you know, your parents, like your one of your families from Spain. Yeah. You know, um, so but that's not doesn't that make me any more British than than Alex does. As far as I'm concerned, we are both born here. We're English. You know, do I feel proud to be English? No. And the reason why I don't feel proud to be English, and I'm sorry that I'm going off um, a little bit off the football front, but I just feel like it needs to be said. It just gets. Spoiled a lot by individuals. Now I'm 32 years old. I'm going to be 33 in July, July 24th. Um, if you want to put it in your diaries, um, I can barely think of a day where I don't get some form of a racial slur towards me, whether it's done in banter or in jest or, oh, like, well, you know what, you know what I mean. Uh, no. No, I don't actually, enlighten me, because I don't understand why you're treating me. Not just me as Gavin McFarlane, me as a black British individual, in a different way as you would treat somebody else. And this needs to stop. It genuinely needs to stop, because me as a black person, I've had enough of it. And speaking on behalf of other black people, not just black people, we're talking about Asian people. We're talking about Irish people. I'll tell you what, screw it. We'll come as local with Scottish people. We're talking about French people, Spanish people, whoever. It don't matter who you are. Don't bring race into the situation. It doesn't matter what race you are, what creed or colour you are, what sexual orientation you are, what how hot, how tall you are, how short you are, whatever weight you are, it doesn't mean anything. If you don't like the person, you don't like the person, hey, look, I could go on, I could go on forever about how many people I don't like. I don't like them because I feel that they're a see you whenever. Yeah. I don't need to bring colour into it, you know, and that also goes for black people that are from the Caribbean against uh black people from other areas of of black communities africa south america you know where like you know um, australasia you know america you know it just needs it just needs to stop and n- something needs to happen in football excuse me especially at big clubs big big clubs where you've got CCTV for days you know Pinpoint, zone in. If it's someone that you're stood with, I don't care whether he's your best mate of 10 years or someone you never met. Grassmer, get him out the ground. Make football better. That's my brand anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I think we should end it there. That was a yeah. great way to, um, great sorry, way to I, end Yeah, sorry, I didn't, get no, you, I didn't no. really get you a give you a video. Well, no, 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 it. I mean, it, it just angers me so much that like we have to deal with this sort of thing. It's, it's going to be 2020 in a week and a bit. You know, it's like my parents dealt with enough of racism and stuff like in the 70s, and the 80s. You know, I barely dealt with it in the 90s because I was too young to know it. But since then, you know, it, it would be like something that's not so often or whatever. And over the last five, six, ten years, you know, where there's been a lot more... Of the um, well, social media input and stuff, it's just made it a lot worse. But uh, but anyway, hey look right. So let's talk about something relatively positive. It's Boxing Day in a couple of days, and that means the oh. Premier League is going to be back. And it's on all day.
1: It's on all day. <laughs> it's the it, it's it's the same. It's the same where the Americans have Thanksgiving uh, football with uh, NFL. Our's Boxing Day is tradition. You have football on the telly. all day on Twelve the
0: telly. First game on starts with Tottenham Brighton, and it ends with Leicester versus Liverpool and everyone's playing apart from Wolves versus Man City who play on Friday. But on Friday, we'll have a little preview for that because we're doing the show at lunchtime on Friday the 27th. So we'll do that live on Facebook and you'll be able to hear it back on the podcast. Happy Happy. winner. You have been listening to... To yeah. Top The weekly football review show um, this week with myself, Gav and Alex Osborne. Did I, I did say our names at the beginning. You, you, did, said, you did. Yeah, you did. Did I say it was top? Because you said it was actually? my birthday. And oh, my I did say. Oh yeah, I'll let you off. Yeah. Um, we are doing the show live from Stalker studio, the best studio in the whole Northamptonshire. We're in association with the male coach, the best boozer in the whole Northamptonshire and uh, McCall's Sports Bar and Grill, 51st and 8th. New York City just by uh, Times Square (laughs) the best cruiser in New York City you have been listening to Two Up Top thank you and oh do I say goodnight now or yeah say Uh, I say goodbye don't I because it could be they might be listening to it in the morning
1: thank you and goodbye
0: there you go